Welcome to Purposely Catholic. This program is a critical part of how we assist parents with children in living up to their call to be the primary catechists and teachers of the faith in their homes. Over the course of our time together, we'll hear from Father Len McMillan and Father John Mosier as we discuss matters of the faith central to every Catholic family. Thank you for joining us. Well, welcome back to Purposely Catholic. Thank you all for tuning in. And today we're going to be talking about the Sacrament of Confirmation. You recall this fall we launched on a <clears throat> launched on an effort to introduce the sacraments. We're focusing on them through this year. We spoke last time about baptism last last episode. This episode will focus on the Sacrament of of Confirmation. Father Len. Well, okay, confirmation. So uh, I have this friend. Her name is Jean Fisher. Um, this is a met, real friend. Yeah, it's okay. a real friend. She's a real friend. She's a very old friend. Um, so her and her husband are um, kind of my best friends. We um, work together at Crane Creek Country Club. But um, she from high school wanted to become a prosecutor. And that's all she's ever wanted to be was this prosecutor and she she designed her whole life to become a prosecutor and the joke is have you ever met her uh, she's, like, <laughs> she's so irish like she's this irish woman who um she is meant to argue and debate and like <laughs> she's intense about everything laser beams come out of her eyes or she's incredibly witty and funny but she's this great prosecutor and once and then tell a story uh one of my friends um He's um was a cop and his son was a firefighter. And a couple of years ago in Boise, this guy gets released from prison and um, gets on this drug high and beats up my friend's son. And um, so he comes into the sacristy and he says, "Hey, you're uh, you're good friends with Mean Jean." And the cops used to call her Mean Jean because Jean. as a prosecutor, he's tough. She is tough. And he said, yeah. And he tells me his son was the one who was almost killed by this druggie. And he says, hey, would you do me a favor and ask Gene to take the case? So even cops know you go up against mean Gene, yeah. you are going to jail. Chances are not good. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even in high school, like she would argue with her father about everything. <laughs> she was meant to be <laughs> a lawyer, but she was bound to be on the side of justice and okay. So you can kind of think, well, what does that have to do with confirmation? She knew from an early age, she was meant to argue and be a prosecutor. She just knew it. Um, and in the Bible, there's these things called a goel. Like St. Michael is a goel where God makes some people with a little bit more steel than other people. And God makes them so that they can defend the weak. And what I love about Jean, I love many things, but mean Jean, uh, she was a goel. Like she was, she knew her purpose in life was yeah. to fight for justice, and she had the ability to argue. And you can think, well, what does this deal with confirmation? That is a sacrament of confirmation. We anoint children that they discover their purpose in life, that God gave them gifts. You may not, like, I, I'm not mean, Gene. I'm not a Goel. I don't have that much steel. I'm meant to eat cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, mean Jean, and she's actually not mean. She's incredibly loving and funny. Sure. But she's intense. She's a, she's a when it comes to a fight, fighter. She'll, uh, she'll prosecute. But 
confirmation is us praying that these kids find their purpose. Um, now, what upsets me is that confirmation, it's a sacrament that has this hidden theology. You know, honest to God, you could ask any anyone, they'd say, what is the sacrament of confirmation? And they'll give some babbly answer. Um, or I can't tell you how many times I've actually been in masses with confirmation and like so a couple times the, even the word confirmation wasn't used mm. it was more of kind of this the homily was a plea to be moral confirmation is more than that confirmation is this ritual that ch our children discover their purpose in life and so if i for parents if i had to explain what the confirmation theology is for our parents out there, start with the meaning of anointing. That in the Bible, people get anointed. And when they get anointed with oil, the purpose of the anointing of the oil is that they, they, their life has a meaning and a purpose. They're so, commissioned into right, a purpose. Right. So Old Testament prophets and priests and kings, they're anointed because they have a role in the world. The Virgin Mary, in one sense... Her anointing is, quote-unquote, overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. Her role was as a mother. Now, we have a purpose in life, and people are anointed in the Old Testament and the New Testament that their life has a purpose. Even the word Christ means anointed one. And we begin, as you explained beautifully last time, Father, we begin our sacramental life in the church through baptism where we are factually anointed priest, prophet, and king. Right. Oil placed the chrism oil placed on our crown of our heads. Right. And what the difference between baptism and confirmation is that at confirmation, you're anointed with this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that you become ready to give your gifts away. Mm. Um, Discover them and give them away. Right. That once you're uh, confirmed, your life means that your gifts are not about yourself. You are anointed as an instrument of God. Uh, that your life has a purpose. And so the ritual is really this prayer that you discover it. So um, I know this sounds kind of strange, but um, I'm going to, maybe this is a great way to explain it for parents. That um, imagine going back in the ancient times. In the ancient times, in the center of the house was usually a water source. Mm -hmm. um, and Churches didn't exist in ancient times. We're a persecuted religion. You celebrate in people's homes. Right. And you'd celebrate in somebody's wealthy home. And the wealthy had this pool in the center of the house that worked for air conditioning. So Christians, that's where they had ba baptized. The priests would baptize you. Um, and baptism, baptism symbolizes or celebrates, I should say, our oneness with Christ, with God, with each other, that all of us are one. So baptism is about oneness. But then on one side of the house would be where the dining room is. Mm -hmm. So the priest would baptize you. Then before you get to enter into the dining room, which would celebrate the Eucharist, the bishop is standing at the door. And before you're even allowed into the church, um, the priest anoints you. And that anointing is about you are confirmed. That's confirmation. Before you receive the Eucharist, you have to have something to put on the table. You're confirmed there at 
there because before entering um, the Eucharist, you have to offer a gift to God. You have something to offer God. Mm. So the ancient belief is that before you receive communion, you first have a gift to put on the table. Um, then you can receive Christ. So I know this, I love this line in the Old Testament where it says, how dare anybody show up to the presence of God without a gift to offer? Without a gift in hand. Yeah. Right. You just can't come into church and say, I want to receive something. First, you're anointed as a gift. First, you have something you can offer God. And so to me, that's the difference between active and passive Christianity. Um, baptism may celebrate that you're one with Christ, that you're part of the body of Christ, but confirmation is kind of more active. Now I am an instrument. I'm a weapon in God's hand. It's more in a sense, Father, you're, you're more outward looking. Right. It's I, I've reflected on myself. I've prayed for insight into my gifts, whatever that range of gifts may be, but having identified them or begun to identify them for most of us, I'm then active. I'm, I'm not passive. I'm active in developing those skills and finding ways to employ them. I love the psalm where it says, speaks about uh, arrows in the quiver of God. Mm -hmm. We're the arrows. Everybody has these gifts and they're weapons of God. Or I love the repeated line where God says, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. I gave you your gifts. And our religion is to turn it back to God. And so there's this saint, his saint name was Lou Holtz. Um, <laughs> The great saint. Well, I think great. he's a patron saint of contact football. sports. <laughs> <laughs> but he said the two most important days of your life is one when you're born. The other is when you discover why you were born. And that reminds me of confirmation. Con baptism celebrates, oh, you're born as part born. of the body of Christ. The second most important day is why you were born. That's confirmation. Um, what my purpose is. Just a thought. A rare occurrence for me, just a thought, Father, is uh, perhaps that's why we, as a church, delay confirmation until the child is of some maturity, because that discovery of gifts is not something you're going to recognize at age two, three, four. You need to be a little more self-aware to, to be confirmed. Well, that's logical, except in the eastern side of the church, you get confirmed as a child, Okay, uh, as a baby. Uh, it's only we in the West, because... We in the West want to stick with it's the bishop and only the bishop that confirms. Understood. And I think that's an important theology. Um, but it's a bishop who confirms, not priests. Um, so we choose that. But I do think it does give us that little thing. It does give us the ability to talk to our kids. What are your gifts? Like a confirmation retreat is really, okay, baptism celebrates that we're one. A confirmation retreat or program is us trying to teach the kids what's your unique gifts. God knitted you together and in, in, in the Bible gave you your gifts. Confirmation is we anoint, we pray that you return those gifts back to God. And just think how different that is in Catholicism versus, no offense, evangelicalism, where they'll say, I am blessed by God. And that's nice. But we as Catholics would say, oh no, I'm a gift back to God. Mm. Um, not me receiving something, me giving something. Or um, there's this famous theologian, von Balthasar, who 
had this great insight, which I like, where, you know, in the book of Genesis, it says that we're created in the image and likeness of God. Why does it repeat that? Why does it say image and likeness? Why can't you just say image? Why do you have to say likeness? And he said, image is more this idea of baptism. Now, we're meant to be the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Likeness is what God intends for us. That likeness is giving our life away. That we've been given gifts, we give it away. So confirmation, sorry, baptism is about unity. Confirmation is uniqueness. That you have a gift, but not that your gift is better than other people's. That's pride. Um, mm. Just that you're yeah. unique. And confirmation is this prayer that you discover your uniqueness, which is humility. Because um, it's humility to be say, oh, this is my gift. This I have this gift, but I'm not a gene fisher. I'm not really a fighter. I'm not an arguer or a fighter like she is. But I have the gift that I've always wanted to be a priest. I love the priesthood. But it takes humility to say, oh, this is my gift, but not that. Not that. In confirmation, I also <clears throat> think is that I get to appreciate other people's gifts. Nobody gets all the gifts. Right. <laughs> but I just want to say, I want to make sure I give my gift away. That's why I like in Eucharistic prayer number three, when we gather at mass, there's a line that our lives become this gift back to God. Mm. And, it's, and it speaks about that, that our lives are this continuing offering. That's the theology of confirmation. So if confirmation is about us giving our lives away, our gifts away, that our life has a purpose and we're going to try and find it and fulfill it, what's a sin against confirmation? Because I'm thinking if I was a parent, I, I like to explain things by the opposite. Well, on the surface level, the immediate uh, misunderstanding or in that sense sin would be it's not necessary that I can dispense with it. I don't, I don't need it. My right. child doesn't need it. That'd be the first. Well, or, or even that my child doesn't need to be this instrument to God. Right. And you know what they call that? A Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> that, I exist for myself. Is that a Star Trek Kardashian? <laughs> or, or those were Klingons. I'm <laughs> Kardashian. Like, I, Kardashian. Put, I, I dislike the Kardashians. <laughs> you know, that my purpose in life is to be the center of attention. Right. Um, I, I think that's a great evil. And I, if I was a parent, I'd be like, that's not our theology. We do not exist for ourselves. Well, that's our, it's a risk in our society today, isn't it? It's the deism of self, that I've elevated myself to be the center of truth and the source of truth. And yeah, not that I give myself right. away. Like right. back to that Old Testament line, how dare anybody show up to the presence of God without a gift to offer? Mm -hmm. um, we have to become this offering back to God. Catholics and Jews pray to God by offering God a gift. And the real gift that we're offering is ourselves. In baptism, if Christ is in us, Christ gave his life away. So if we're baptized, then the next step is confirmation that we will give our lives away. Um, you know, our great parable about confirmation is the parable of the talents. Mm -hmm. You know, that um, God gives everybody talents. How do you use them? Yeah. And did you invest them? And the one who gets receives the one and buries it out of fear returns basically the same investment back of no growth, no gain. Right. No, He's, no, yeah, yeah. Cast I, him out. 
Cast yeah. him out for me. I did yeah. nothing. I did nothing with the talent <laughs> well, you gave with, me. With Literally everything you gave talent. me, I just buried it and spent it on myself. <laughs> right. Kept it for myself. Uh, that's a great sin. So, like, if I was a parent, I'd say, you understand, that's what it's saying. You don't exist for yourself. Or the rich man in Lazarus. The rich man is not sent to hell because he's rich. He's sent to hell because God gave him a lot of blessings and he didn't spend it on anybody but himself. Mm. Or um, I love this, um, where in these ancient frescoes, um, in these ancient frescoes in Rome, you'll see the walls of the church lined with the saints. And I love how the saints are all carrying something that represents their life, the mm. gift that they offer. Right. Like uh, Saint Germain, like Saint Germain, she's carrying a little lamb. Because what she really did offer the world is this innocence back. Mm. I love how all these saints, like, um, uh, they all carry something, but it symbolizes their gift. Um, so I just love that. Um, you know, uh, and it always amazes me. And all these saints, like, think about this. Uh, all tyrants are the same. They're very boring. They're egoists. St. Ignatius, before his conversion, was spending his gifts on himself. Mm -hmm. And then what he offers at the altar is his sword. He becomes a soldier for Christ. Or St. Francis is a spoiled brat. And what he offers is poverty. So Francis is holding on these frescoes an empty bowl. Um, so my point being is that I love the fact that all these um, saints offer some sort of gift. So... And the confirmation right, if the child chooses, you get to rename yourself. Like I chose the name Augustine because I know I wanted to become a priest and I love theology. Um, and I always love in the confirmation program, finding it, listening to the saint's name that they chose. So like this one kid, one year, um, he chose Raphael, the angel Raphael. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. You know what? Why did he choose Raphael? Do that? Yeah. So afterwards, I asked him, I said, he's a great kid. He was an altar server. And I said, why would you choose Raphael? And he said, well, this is what I know. I said, when my friends have a problem, they always come to me. <laughs> right. And, That's beautiful. I mean, there's and he something says, there. And he said, I'm really good about talking to people with problems. So um, he said, I chose Raphael because he's the patron saint of healing. And I'm really good at healing people's problems. Very good. So guess what? He When he went to BSU, guess what his degree was in? Something counseling. in healthcare, counseling. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. like he recognizes he has this that's gift, a gift towards It's a healing. gift to recognize the gift, in fact, you could argue. But that's what we're praying for, that right. confirmation mask. Please discover Let your gifts and I return should. them. So like I just love how like she knew that she was a Goel. This kid knew that he had a healing gift. And... Part of it, like, the reason why I love the frescoes is I love looking at the gifts that other people offered. I love the kid knew that his was healing. Um, and I think also confirmation is this praise that other of other people's gifts. I don't get them all. I'm not a, meant to be a prosecutor. God knows I'm not meant to be a counselor. And celebrating that diversity. I, I would ask this, though, Father, with the young student who chose Raphael and any other beautiful names we think of prayer of discernment is the gifts 
that they may have been blessed with and, and given to them in the womb as our, by God's will they were conceived and then they're knitted in this secret place, Psalm 139, you referenced. The gifts that person has are probably consistent with behaviors or experiences in their life. Would you say that's oh, yeah. usually the case? It's not some radical departure. It's, it's probably there's a, there's a charism already expressed in their life, and this gift that they're identifying is most often going to be consistent with those preferences, those patterns, those, those things of value for that person. So I guess yeah, that's the Somehow Gene knew that she was meant to be a prosecutor. This kid recognizes now. It does say, God says, "I get. I've given you more gifts than you even know." Ah. So your whole life is discovering gifts. Um, but you, I already know the kind of the direction my life was pointed. So did Gene. So did this kid. That um, I think you kind of know that. I think the problem is, is when you try and another sin. I think of confirmation is when you try and be something you're not. Mm. Um, inconsistent doesn't yeah, fit it's not, it's not your gift yeah. or like you know the story of jacob in the bible who jacob the name means kind of trickster like J jacob in his early life he's constantly trying to be something he's not he dresses up like esau mm. um you know he's pretending to be somebody he's not and his whole life is wrestling with god and finally he becomes exactly what he's meant to Mm. Uh, Israel. Right. So the angel changes his name to Israel because um, he just discovered. He's, he's found, he's discovered his true identity, his gifts. That so confirmation is kind of this beginning of a wrestling match where you discover, oh no, this is what I was meant to be. So like, I love that line from St. Catherine of Siena. If you are what God intended you to be, you will set the world on fire. Mm. But I think it confirmation sets in one sense, in my mind, it begins this wrestling that, oh, this is what I was meant to be. Um, or St. Augustine. St. Augustine, like, I was meant to be this great theologian. But the problem is, is that he gets sad, sidetracked with selfishness. You know, that, uh, I love the line, late in life have I loved you, beauty ever ancient, never new. Uh, late have I loved you. And see, you were within me, and I was outside of me, and sought you there. And in my unlovely state, I plunged into those lovely created things which you made. Um, like, oh. he regrets the fact that he only late in life did he not only discover God, but discover his true self. Is that out of his confessions? I think, yeah, yeah you studied him. So, uh, But if you're a narcissist, yeah, you'll never really discover your gift. Or if you're trying to pretend to be somebody you're not, that's actually a sin, I think, against confirmation. To spend your life not being who God created you to be. Um, very limiting, in fact. Probably not very satisfying as well, I would guess. No. So if I was a parent, I'd, I know this sounds kind of strange. I actually believe that in the Bible. Like for any parent out there, your child is a gift to you. Like my sister because she's Irish and kind of a controller. She once confessed, and this is just so her, she once confessed she has three boys. And when they were infants, when the second one came along, she was a little depressed because she said, well, I thought I'd be the one that gives my child his personality. 
talk about ego. <laughs> no, she said that. And she says, right. and then I discovered um, they're born with their personality. Uh, just my job is not to give them their personality. God gave them their gifts. My job anything. is, yeah, is to make them become who God intended. And even with like my second nephew, and he's kind of my favorite, um, my sister used to say, look how different he is than his brother. Mm. And, you know, you kind of look and it's just a baby. Um, and the oldest kid, great kid, he's a, was in the Air Force, but he's very compliant in many mm. ways. Billy, and he's my favorite, uh, Billy, nobody takes advantage of Billy. <laughs> Billy is... He's the middle one. Right? He is. Billy, wow. he's great, but he has a gift of stubbornness. And I said, no, no. And she was saying, no, look at the difference. And so Billy is just this little kid. If you gave him a toy and then tried to uh, take the toy away, he'd fight you. <laughs> I could take him at that point. But <laughs> now he's a Navy rescue sl swimmer. But, yeah, um, but uh, like he would just, it was so funny. We'd laugh because he was so stubborn, even as an infant. And my point being is that, um, like I, I loved how she came to this realization, oh, my job as a parent is to make him aware of the gifts. And there's a kind of a theology of confirmation that oh, sure. I want them to be aware of their gifts so that when they get confirmed with the gift power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will direct their lives to return those gifts back to God. Um, so I love that. Does that make sense? It does. That's a beautiful description of it. First identifying them and then the mission becomes how do I use these to best best employment? How do I... How do I grow in that gift, refine that gift, develop in it over time? Uh, and then how best can I use it? How best can I be used to advance the cause of faith? Right. So baptism, uh, it can celebrate you are loved. Uh, confirmation celebrates, yes, you're loved, but you will serve. You are anointed as an instrument of God. Mine is a priest. Gene is a was as a prosecutor. Now, here, I just got to return back to Jean for a second because she's actually retiring pretty soon. And the odd part is, when she had children, um, the joke, her, our joke was, mean Jean is dead. <laughs> you know, she's not who she was anymore. Right. Um, now she's a mom, so thank gosh. And now she's looking forward to being a grandmother. But she started this place called Faces for Abused Victims. Yeah. Um. And this sounds kind of strange. Mean Jean is dead. And now there's this tender, like she wants not to prosecute criminals. She wants to create this place of kind of a safe haven for victims. It's far more tender. But I would guess, not knowing her father, that her proactiveness, her fighter spirit, her willingness to step into difficulties, actually going to get this offering established, get her oh, place it, set up. It, it, it did. Work gets done because she's a doer. Not right. A, not just but, a thinker. She's a but her gift changed over life. Yeah. And kind of the same gift, but a little bit different. Yeah. yeah just saying evolves. that, wow, later in life, who knows what will happen, what we will be. That, But it's still who she is as kind of this fighter. But now she's taking the fight by, I just want to create a safe space. So it's like, I think the gifts change. Sure. If I was a parent, I'd be like, oh, okay. Teach them the sacrament of confirmation. Um, we anoint you just like the ancient ones in the Bible 
that your life has a purpose, that you are an instrument of God. And did you ever read Viktor Frankl's, um, oh, what was that book, Viktor Frankl? Man's Search for Meaning. No. Um, that is it. It is, is it a Man's Search, Man's Search for Meaning. But he's a psychologist who is. Who wrote that at a time he's just surrounded by utter tragedy and destruction. I mean, it's during World War II. He's, he's in a camp. concentration yeah. camp. Abuse, he's Jewish. Abuse, death. Gosh. But he, he looks at it through the eyes of a psychologist and asks the question, why do some people survive the concentration camp and other people don't? Right. And his main conclusion is those people who believe that their life has a purpose, they survive and later on thrive. So it changes whole psychology of, um, he called it logos therapy, that people have got to discover their purpose. So when I was reading that book, I was like, wow, that is just like our theology of confirmation that um, we believe. No, we, we pray. Actually, Father, what a thought you, uh, you, you trigger in this sense, whether it's Viktor Frankl or your nephew, who's the rescue swimmer, people who survive have a purposefulness to their life and survive in dramatic things like prison camps or shipwrecks at sea. But I think we could argue the importance of conf confirmation today in a message to the parents, which is our youth, our youth, at least in the United States, are living in a culture where there's a lot of hard things around us. And it wouldn't be unnatural for a, a young one today <clears throat> in their teen years to say, well, what's the point? What's the point? The earth is going to be destroyed soon because of all humanity's things. And our economy is tough and the government does this and that. It, there, there's so much hardship in life. What's the point? And that's why it would be so important in the context of discussing finding our gifts is to say, well, you are the point. It's you, young one, have a gift to bring to this world to help turn some of these hard things around and bring light and good and hope through Christ into the world. That's your purpose. Yeah, I never thought about that. You could work that if for the older kids. If I was a parent, ones, say, yeah. hey, you're not in a concentration camp. Right. But if you think this world is as bad as a Nazi concentration camp, you want to survive? Yeah. Discover your, Find purpose. your purpose. Yeah. Just, it, let, let the Holy get, Spirit get to reveal. Like mean Jean, get, to, get busy. <laughs> yeah. But those are the ones who... They, they thrived. They survived and they thrived. The problem is that, um, like, to me... If it's not the world, I really also dislike this religious idea that, no, God just, that I, I'm spiritual. God just loves me. I don't me. need community or I love, formation. Now, I believe God loves you, but that's not good enough. Um, you know, even Jesus says, not all those who cry out, Lord, Lord, will be saved. Right. But those who actually do something, <laughs> it's a little bit of action, not what you say. And this sounds kind of strange, but... I read this book. I really like the book, uh, Who Cares? It's a study on who volunteers the most in the United States. Mm -hmm. Who, Who's a soccer coach? Who donates blood? Who, if there's a disaster, funds need to be raised. Who who cares? Who actually does the work and, and volunteers and donates? And overwhelmingly, and like it's, it's a huge gap. Guess who it is? Religious people. Right. Uh, they tend to donate the most to food banks, to blood banks, to everything. I think that speaks about our inherent theology of confirmation, that if you believe in God, you're an instrument of God. And people who say that 
Yeah, you've heard this. I'm spiritual, but not religious. Um, it, it sounds nice, but oddly enough, spiritual, but not religious and atheists donate at the exact same rate, which is almost zero. So you can say you're religious, you say but you're, it made no difference in, or, or spiritual, spiritual made no made difference religion. in anybody's life. You, I think that's a sin against confirmation. So I, I've heard another person use this analogy, um, referencing YouTube, they said, when a person claims to be spiritual but not religious, that's similar to a claim of, I learned some particular skill set, whether it's swimming or flying an airplane from watching YouTube videos, but I've never actually been to the pool or climbed in the cockpit. <laughs> I've never really done anything, but it I've sounds really nice. Done. And it's also a little bit at risk of being arrogant. It says 20 centuries of our faith and the long history of the Jewish faith before that have nothing to teach me about formation. I've got it. I figured it out myself. I read the goat book, my own. I figured it out. There's nothing an Aquinas could teach me. There's nothing an Augustine. Well, here's the thing. The thing that really upsets me is that they put nothing on the table. If confirmation is this anointing that you have gifts that you're going to put something on the table, uh, they don't really put anything on the table. Very self focused. I'm spiritual, but not religious, but I really don't offer anything. I do nothing. So now the other thing I'm thinking about just for parents, because I'm trying to think parents, they can say, well, where does that say that in the Bible? Where does it say, um, that my kid need, needs to be confirmed because baptism, Jesus literally says right. that the Eucharist, that's so obvious. Um, the other sacraments too, but, um, I like to point out this in acts where acts is the story of the early, early church. And there's this one great deacon, um, probably the best deacon. His name is Philip. I mean, he's amazing. Uh, he is baptizing all over the place. And he does this miracle. Well, he doesn't. Christ does. He goes to the Samaritans and um, goes to Samaritans and converts them. Converts them and baptizes them. But then Acts says that he has to call for the apostles, Peter and John, to come up to Samaria mm -hmm. and give them the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're thinking, well, wait a minute, wouldn't they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit at baptism? Why do they have to receive the Holy Spirit again? <laughs> and why can't Philip the deacon yeah, just he, he could do this? Yeah, no, because that's a theology of confirmation. As I said, it's done by bishops or apostles. So he could baptize him as a deacon, but he couldn't confirm him. And the Holy Spirit that we, we get at baptism is to make you the body of Christ. So St. Peter and John come up because they're shocked the Samaritans accepted Christ and they confirm him. Um, so there you have that story in Acts that, oh, that's why they came up. Um, that's why. And why that's reserved to our bishops today who are the apostolic extension of our church in the modern era. They, that is the case. And so um, Bishop Peter here in the Diocese of Boise, he does that in the spring. He... <laughs> Logs a lot of miles, but he he visits uh, through each of the deaneries, the various parishes, and offers that beautiful sacrament. And it's by the bishop, and it's a privilege to be present as one of his priests to to be a, a concelebrant in that event. But it is the bishop who anoints the confirmati. So if I was if I was a parent, this is what I'm thinking. 
I would explain why people get anointed in the Old Testament mm -hmm. because their life has a purpose. I would talk about, you know, God made you, God knitted you together in my mother's womb, and sorry, in my in mother's womb, and I want you to discover your gifts and return them back to God. You know, confirmation so giving back, yeah. right? And then I was thinking, I love the stories of people who discover their gifts and return it. So if I was a grandparent or a parent or a godparent, I had to ask, what was your confirmation name? And why did you choose that? What do you think that your gift back to God is? Like Mean Jean's gift is that I really, you'd have to meet her. She is a go-well. My friend who's a cop, um, he's a go-well. I have another friend who's a cop who... Um, Sorry, going off on a story. Um, he was, his mother died and he was a little depressed. So he goes on a retreat mm -hmm. and he's not, I mean, he's religious, but he's not like yeah, crazy. He's, he's just getting along. Right. Um, well, he's, he's just, he's just a salt of the earth. Um, he goes on this retreat and he's praying and he has this vision from the Virgin Mary. Wow. Not typical <laughs> something for him. Right. And he was, anyhow. This is vision from the Virgin Mary, and it's a image of Mary he's never seen before. Um, and Mary tells him, "I made you to protect others." Mm. Um, and he was the, he went on the retreat because his life was a little lost, and he is a cop, but um, that meant a lot to him. So he's leaving to fly back to Idaho from this retreat, and it's Sunday he needs to find. Um, He's touring. Um, he needs to find a church. He's just happened to stop into this church uh, to go to mass. And when he's there, he sees a statue of Mary and it's a, a local artistic one. And the image of Mary is not the typical Lords or anything like that. And it's the exact one that appeared in his vision. His vision. Wow. Um, <laughs> That'll and, pause you. Yeah. And he said, you know, it, wasn't a great revelation, but it made me think that I'm not lost. I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. Mm. So like stories like that are confirmation stories that, no, oh, my life has a purpose. I'm an instrument. I'm a, um, mine. I chose Augustine for my confirmation name because I, I love theology. So just curious. I don't know what, what's your confirmation Jerome. name? Leonard? I, I, no, not, not, not the great saint. Uh, no, it's uh, Jerome. Jerome, recommended to me by my grandmother. Uh, what a what a what a beautiful moment that was, where she, my mother's mother, had that role. One of the you know matron of our family. She would, uh, knowing her grandkids, because she had many, um, just had a sense of. Because you this, like scripture. I like scripture. I love. It turns out, who knew? I something I enjoy a lot is the the content of it, the history, the the detail. I I tend to i'm no theologian but i sure like uh exploring hmm. scripture and studying scripture and preparing scripture got a degree in sacred scripture while in seminary so i who knew Grandma, ah, that's kind of fitting then yeah it, who who i was 11 when i was confirmed that was a practice in our diocese 100 years ago but uh but it was it was uh turned out to be i i wouldn't notice i wouldn't necessarily claim it as a gift definitely something that i value and want to share there you go. All right. 
Well, thank wow. you, Father. This has been thank very you. helpful for me as well. Uh, I'll make sure that I don't go into the jurisdiction of Judge Jean. <laughs> Prosecutor. No, she's retired. You're fine. You're, I'm good. She's, she's retired. retiring. Just don't break the law. Thank you all for tuning in for your, your attention and, and continue to pray for the revelation of those gifts in your life as we continue to pray for the students this year who will receive this beautiful sacrament. God bless. Okay, you ready? How do I look? Do I look okay? Is it? I'm in my normal spot. I feel like you're picking on me. Thank you all for tuning in. And whenever you're viewing this, middle of the day, middle of the night for those with insomnia, we're glad that you're here with us. And I also have to just note that I didn't choose this mug. This was a gift that uh, Father Len suggested to me. He sees a charism and pandemonium. Somehow I should be living out in my life. I, I often I confuse you with a panda bear. Thank you, Father. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Embrace the cross. <laughs> it's going to be cold soon. Go outside. Knock <laughs> off this weirdness. <laughs>